Uh, the biggest difference is to make things smaller, realizing that the camera can pick up so many more things um, in a, with a small gesture than when you're on stage performing for 2,000 people. You need to make everything more grandiose. Gifted by area businessman Henry Stambaugh, the doors to Stambaugh Auditorium opened in 1926 to become a place of enjoyment, entertainment, and education for the people of Youngstown and surrounding areas. These are the stories, performances, and conversations of artists and supporters of this historic landmark. This is the 1926 Podcast. Hello and welcome to the 1926 podcast. This past October, we were very fortunate to be given the opportunity to work with Opera Western Reserve to create a digital production of Verde's famous drama, La Traviata. A Taste of Traviata premiered on November 13th through Stamba Auditorium's streaming app, The Digital Concert Hall. During production, Opera Western Reserve's production director, Scott Skiba, sat down with the cast of A Taste of Traviata to chat about their experience creating this new production. First, we will hear from Brian Keith Johnson, who played the role of Giorgio Germont. Brian has performed many roles in opera, from Figaro in The Barber of Seville to Ford in Falstaff. He's also performed a variety of musical theater roles. Brian is currently in his 31st year of teaching music in the Akron Public School System. Please enjoy this interview with Brian Keith Johnson. Hi, Brian. Hello. Um, so how many roles have you performed with Opera Western Reserve? I believe this is my 10th, 10th or 11th. Um, but it's always great coming back home. I'm from the area, so anytime I get to come back and sing in front of high school classmates and teachers, it's always a blessing. Awesome. Um, how has it been this time? You've been on this stage a lot of times, um, but in this case, we've sort of been in many different parts of Stambaugh. So how has that been sort of getting to know Stambaugh from different angles or reimagining it as a performance venue? It was very cool because when do gentlemen ever get to go in the women's restroom? <laughs> that was particularly a, a really cool spot and the windows there, but you don't really think of it sometimes when you're from an area, you take it for granted um, that, oh yes, I've been there before, but in this particular production, we were in so many different aspects of the architecture and the filming, I found myself taking more pictures than I've ever taken before just because we were in so many different venues in the same building. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, now, you, you've performed Germont before. Yes. A number of times. How, how many? This is six, I think. Number six. What's... What's been different about this being a film style as opposed to normal onstage opera? Uh, the biggest difference is to make things smaller, realizing that the camera can pick up so many more things um, in a, with a small gesture than when you're on stage performing for 2,000 people. You need to make everything more grandiose. Yeah. And getting your brain to process that smaller, don't be so big. And I remember I kept getting a few notes, you don't have to be so big, this is opera, but it's not opera as you've done before. Yeah. So that was the biggest challenge, being small and um, making sure um, your facial expressions were genuine, were real. Mm -hmm. And that takes a bit of, of, of working and anti-thinking, I would say, to just think, 
if I was just not singing, if I was having a conversation with my wife or with my friend, I wouldn't be doing big gestures. I would just answer them and I would think about something. My eyes would go a certain place and then I would just come up with the real answer. Mm -hmm. And when you're doing that to words you've always sung before, it takes a bit of reprocessing to make things small enough and just say, just speak the lines. You're not singing anything. You don't have to think about breathing. You don't have to think about the V or anything like that. Mm-hmm. You are just speaking text. Yeah. Did it? Did that process unearth anything new? I mean, especially with the role that you know so well and that you've lived with for a long time, that process of just being able to think about the text and, and listening on that more human scale, did it, did it bring anything to light that you hadn't discovered before? I think now that I'm close to Germont's real age in real life, um, it made me look at the role differently, and I'm thinking, well, I could actually be their parents, I could actually be his parent, and what I'm not a parent in real life, so I really had to think about that. Um, I am a teacher in real life, and I have lots of students, so I had to look at that differently and say, well, what would I say to my students? How would that be differently if these were not my students, but these are my children? How would I give fatherly advice? How would I give, show anger? How would I show compassion? How would I show, most importantly, forgiveness Mm -hmm. and setting that example for young people my kindergartners for example is a bit different than setting it for a 25 or 30 year old Mm -hmm. but it still has to be the same genuineness and the same realness yeah oh definitely um as a teacher i mean i'm sure i know from working with you in the past you always have students come to see your work is there something about this particular project that you think might engage in interest or maybe be a gateway for students who haven't experienced opera? I think so, because anytime um, you have someone that you know doing something, um, that always makes it a little more accessible, and then after they see me something, or when I'm telling them I'm in a program or an opera, they ask the best questions, because kids, and I'm in an elementary school now, kids are unedited, they ask all the tough questions, all the real questions, and and I answer the real questions. And I answer them just as I would if they were adults. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times, um, the parents will ask the kid, if they know I'm going to be doing a Q&A session, the mm-hmm. parents will say, well, ask Mr. Johnson this question. You know, and he'll know that it really wasn't from you, but we really want that question answered because the parents, especially in, in my neighborhood, in my school, which has 27 countries represented and 10 or 12 different languages, it's really kind of interesting to see the different things they have. It's coming to America for the first time, many of them, mm-hmm. and seeing a, a totally new art form, but somebody whom they see every day yeah. and ask those kinds of questions. Mm-hmm. They ask questions about food and bad breath and what do you have to go to the bathroom and <laughs> do you have to kiss anybody? What does your wife say? I mean, they ask the questions yeah. that a lot of adults are almost afraid to ask. And the kids will say, we're just kids. We're gonna, we're, they're yeah. inquisitive by nature, yeah. so they ask whatever they want to ask. And I answer it as appropriately as I can. <laughs> Jason Budd is an Opera Western Reserve alum. Originally from Hubbard, Ohio, he has performed globally. Jason recently made his South American debut with the title role in Verde's Falstaff in Brazil. He performed the role of the doctor in A Taste of Traviata. Have you you've done this role before? No. This first is my time? first time doing Traviata. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. And how many times have you performed here with Opera Western Reserve? I think seven or eight. I think seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Would you would you do another opera movie again? Did it is it something that intrigues you? Or? Yeah. It, I mean, it, it's nice. 
especially doing it this way where we concentrate on the music first and then we can concentrate and fill in the acting later. So it's not, you're not using both hemispheres of your brain at the same time and trying to mangle that all together in one um, cohesive performance all at once. Yeah, you, you mentioned um, the idea of not having to, to do much and then coupled with this idea of sort of splitting brain power, did it, did it enable you as an actor to like go deeper or think more about it because you didn't have to think about singing at the time? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are limited a lot in what we can do physically sometimes uh, because of, of what we need to do vocally. Uh, and hopefully, I haven't seen it yet, but hopefully that come, came across. Next, we hear from Sierra McCorvey, an Opera Western Reserve young artist and newly appointed board member who performed the role of Anina. Sierra holds a bachelor's degree from Youngstown State University and is currently pursuing a master's degree in voice performance. So how many productions have you been involved with here with Opera Western Reserve? Well, um, two professional ones and then um, a few as a young artist. Okay. Yeah. And so you have recently joined the board of directors yes and what's it like being involved in a project artistically through the new lens of, of being on the board has it brought new perspective well i think it's wonderful um anytime there is a bridge between um the artists and the administration it, it brings a new perspective to both parties um you know, I think that in every administration and in every um, non-prof and, and prof, there should be members that um, have the opportunity to serve on both sides. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Um, have you been in a production of La Traviata previously? No, this is my first one. Yeah. How has yeah. it been getting to know the opera? Oh, it's been wonderful. Yeah. Beautiful. You know, I, I've seen it a couple of times, but not mm -hmm. this intimately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you're, you're also familiar with Stambaugh mm -hmm. Auditorium and, and the whole uh, building here. Yes. Has it been different getting to know it from different angles and different locations? Oh, yeah. Like Brian, um, I've been taking pictures everywhere. You know, um, it's been nice, too, because usually when we come in, we, you know, we're in and out for rehearsals. But, you know, we've been spending a lot of time. Um, in each room and it's been nice you know being able to look at the beautiful architecture and um, you know just the it's just beautiful it's a beautiful place to work yeah. you know yeah how's it been working with the rest of the cast members some oh people my. that you've known and some new people oh um, beautiful Be some of the best singers that I've ever heard before has there been anything different about this process as opposed to other operas you've been involved with the masks <laughs> singing, singing with the masks and not being able to, um, I mean, it's been great, you know, it's been a blessing to uh, be able to do art, you know, in, in such weird times, um, to be able to create in, in such uncertain times. Um, that's such a blessing. Lastly, we hear from husband and wife Mackenzie Whitney and Karen Barraza who perform as the couple Alfredo and Violetta in the production. You will learn what it was like for them to work together and a little bit about how they met. So you have 
done a lot of operas, but this is your debut here with Opera Western Reserve. What has the process been like? We'll go. We'll start with uh, La Violetta herself. Um, it's been quite experience. It's, I think it's definitely something new for everybody that was in this show or movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, I. I actually liked it way more than I originally thought it was gonna, <laughs> and that was because we we approached the role in such different ways that it was easier for us to see it through the eyes of an audience, mm-hmm. weirdly enough, and you get to try different things on on the making, yeah. which you don't have an, the opportunity to do something like that when you have a live performance. Uh, so whatever went wrong went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So yeah, we get to redo everything. Yeah. So Mac, what's it been like for you? This is, I think, my fourth or fifth time doing Traviata, and this is definitely the most unique one I've ever done. <laughs> but uh, it's been awesome. Not only is this our debut show together, mm-hmm. but uh, I mean to be to have to like record the audio first with big masks on, and then feel like movie stars with the cameras in our face and everything. It's just been totally, just really yeah. cool. It's oh, been a lot awesome. of fun. Very awesome. Um, so first first production together. Yep. At, um, being married at all, like not even like before wedding or post wedding. Well, just, we did Rodolfo and Musetta together, but. Well, it was, it's the we first a couple, in the show. Um, yeah. couple on stage. Nice. Production we do together. Oh, nice. Yeah. And, and how does, how does being a real life couple inform your on stage status as a couple? Does it give you access to greater things, or if you have an argument, do you bring that on stage? And you know, like, how does it? I think it both. <laughs> <laughs> both are right. Um, I particularly enjoyed it because I know him so well that I feel the freedom to do certain things without feeling awkward, mm-hmm. yeah. and we can um, feed of each other. And you can also always give the opinion to the other without being awkward about it. Mm-hmm. So and you'd be able to brainstorm and everything yeah. off off of schedule. You know, we go home, we talk about it. Like, hey, well, how's this feel? You know, yeah. or maybe do it this way. Yeah, See yeah. Look out for each other. You know, <laughs> oh, it's nice. Totally, totally. Um, Karen, where are you from? How did you get into opera? Oh, that's a good question. I am originally from Mexico, the Pacific coast of Mexico. So I started taking voice lessons because I always was um, intrigued by it. My dad was a singer, but a total different genre. Um, So I went to take voice lessons to the local theater in my hometown. And in that opera house happens to be the greatest teacher ever in Mexico. (laughs) So... um, Whose name was? Enrique Patron de Rueda. He's a conductor, but he's also a voice teacher. So mm-hmm. I learned kind of everything at once because I got to perform, I got to take voice lessons, and I also learned how to coordinate musically while you're acting and doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. And then one thing took me to another, and I moved to the capital of my state where I met Carlos Serrano, which was a teacher at ABA. Mm-hmm. where I later went to a dish. I had no idea what ABA was when I was in my hometown. So he told me all about it. He's like, look, you just got to go. You're ready. Audition, they're going to take you and mm-hmm. go from there. 
Okay. Like, okay. <laughs> I was 18 years old when yeah. I went to AVA, so. And for those watching that might not know what AVA is, what, what is AVA? The Academy of Vocal Arts in Philadelphia, where I met this guy. <laughs> yeah, it's a four-year institution uh, where you do four operas a year. And you learn basically how to become a master on stage. You know, yeah. you, you work on your singing, you work on your stage acting, combat, dance. It's a very unique academy because it's, it's specifically for opera singers mm -hmm. and performing. Yeah. There's no musicians, no actors, no dancers. It's just for opera singers. And they take about 20 singers 20 from to 30 all around singers. the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's not just American or just foreigners. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Mac, how, where are you from and how did you get into opera? I grew up in a little town called Janesville, Iowa, and uh, grew up loving to sing always, but didn't know anything about opera. I took voice lessons as a kid and did the, the contests, I think they called it, where I grew up. I just went and did a couple of Italian songs and suffered through it, but I was always good at it. <laughs> went to college knowing I wanted to do something music-related, and classical training is what everybody does if you want to be a choir teacher. So I did it. Turns out I was pretty good at it. And one thing led to another. Kind of the same situation. You know, you just find like the right people who help you and steer you in the right direction. And if you're, if you want it enough and you try hard enough and you study hard, it just works out. So yeah. in, in Traviata, Alfredo falls in love with Violetta and for a year and more is pining after her. What was, what was the real-life couple situation like? Were you in love with Karen for a year from afar? I mean, there were some similarities, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, we had a, a bumpy start, but yeah. uh, without going into too many details, yes, there's a lot, a lot of history <laughs> that we, we can do. It. It's operatic. <laughs> yeah. We can you actually do an opera out of that, yeah. too. <laughs> but that's the way it goes. You know, we're lamented souls, artists. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kind of the way goes. So you, you have a friend with you here. Who is this? This is Frida. Frida's our little miniature schnauzer. And she, this is her first opera. Mm -hmm. And she tried hard to be in the show, but I don't know. <laughs> she might not make the cut. Well, we think there, there was that, that day. You know, she might make a little cameo. There's one scene that she might be in. <laughs> yeah. we, we added an aria. just for Yeah. No, she's, she's been very good. Very great. Yeah. Um, how, has, how has this process been different than, than other other operas that could be the the music rehearsal the recording the masks the cameras in your face any all I guess I would say how is it similar to anything <laughs> because it's just totally unique every step of the way has been just a first yeah now you come into rehearsal and our first day we did the musical sing through outside in the garden with masks on with a with an electric keyboard so it was mm -hmm. like okay that's a good first start and then we jumped straight into recording with a quintet in, with piano. I mean, that that was a big challenge to yeah. do recordings right away, especially for me because it was the first. This is the first time I sing Traviata. <laughs> so going to um, the theater and they're, okay, we're gonna run it once. You guys ready? We're gonna record now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's been it's been uh, high stakes for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Definitely. It's, yeah. yeah. And I think it's um. The total opposite of what we usually do as opera singers in live performance, you kind of have to learn to do grand movements for the audience to be able to read you, like physically. But in here, we realized along the way that the smaller, the better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, 
more, more internalized mm -hmm. acting-wise. Do you think it'll inform an on-stage, larger-scale performance? Is there anything from this that you take take into that experience? Definitely. Yeah. A lot of things. Well, I think for you especially, yeah. you know, you get to be so detailed in your yeah. first Violetta. You know, that's only going to get bigger and more thought out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a big school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a treat for the audience to get to experience your, your first Violetta, the first production that you all are together. Yeah. Frida's first opera. Yeah. Yeah. She goes with us everywhere. <laughs> um, how has it been getting to know the venue? I think everyone else who's involved in the production has been on this stage in a more typical traditional opera production. Um, but this is your first time in this hall. What's it been like in the hall, around the venue, etc.? Well, we love the location. But I, when I got here, I didn't, I didn't know anything about the town. Mm -hmm. um, and when we saw the inside, I'm like, this is going to be my house. This is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. You don't even get to do that in operas, you know, in like yeah. real stage. This is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's incredibly beautiful. I mean, Youngstown, Ohio, who would have thought this place is world class? I mean, yeah. it's been a little bit of a tease because we haven't gotten to sing without masks on. Yeah. And when you yeah. sing with a mask, you just don't, it just doesn't feel the same. So yeah. hopefully we'll come back and do a, a full production here and be able to really let it rip out here. <laughs> it sounds great. I hope you enjoyed these behind the scenes interviews with the cast of A Taste of Traviata. To view the performance in its entirety, download the Digital Concert Hall app on your iPhone, Android, Roku, or Apple TV device. Or visit StambaUditorium.com for more information.